Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to the first uh, episode of Almost the Music podcast. Uh, our topic today is spirituality in music. Uh, hi Meg. Hello. <laughs> hey guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, so Meg, would you like so... to would you like to introduce yourself? All right, sure. So my name's Maggie. Um I founded this space called We Found a Place. I just currently joined a spirit tech startup, which maybe will have a different room to discuss what what's that about. <laughs> and I for, I'm formerly in a vet animal science research industry. So so yeah, that's pretty much my background. Tana, how about you? Yeah, so I'm Chana, or I'm I'm known as Chana Chana Chana. So uh, I have a music podcast. Uh, I talk about uh, mostly about like rock music, metal music. So it's called Chana 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 podcast. I post that one, and then on my uh, daytime I work on tech. Uh, so uh, it's so funny how Meg, you and me met. Uh, actually, it's actually we really met in Clubhouse, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny how we, um, I guess, as we go along, we would introduce how musically, how both of us are musically inclined, but the same, almost the same shows that we would, the shows that we would go to, um, are almost very similar in terms of the artists that we like seeing live. So I, it's been like a mystery for me how I never actually met Chana in one of those concerts and yet I met him a couple years after after that which is not even a music related thing right <laughs> right we we were talking mostly about spirituality and uh, all the other sort of that woo-woo woo-woo subjects yeah right? yeah, yeah I wonder why why that is but yeah it's interesting it's funny, right? Maybe in the when all these events that we've been together, like we probably passed each other, right? Like on the <laughs> I know. And there was this one time when Chana just randomly sent me a photo of a meet and greet of this band called The Main. And I was like, wait, hey, I was here. How come I didn't see you? <laughs> and it's so odd. I guess like it's funny how maybe the culmination of the different shows that we've gone could possibly like lead up to starting this live podcast so that's pretty cool so i can't wait to dive into our topic today right so uh we we call this podcast almost the music podcast because uh, we we are anchored in on music the interest of music love for music but we also want to talk about other other things that's mm-hmm. uh inspired by music or related or you know or uh, what do you call that complemented by music right so yeah. that's why we wanted um, and Meg you want to say something about the topic for today yeah so um, just a brief intro of what our vision is for I guess almost a music podcast so just like what Chana just echoing what Chana said how we'd like to really shed some insights on the different tangents that could go 
around the topics of music and spirituality, but it's that's why it's called Almost a Music Podcast. So um, we're excited to bring to you a few more topics um, as we go along. But today, we'll be talking about is there an intersection between music and spirituality? Like, how do we see spirituality and music and how vice versa? Do they actually mesh together? Do, do they complement each other? And like, in what way? So, there. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking about when, when we... Uh, I always saw this connection uh, after, I, after we met and I always saw that going to a concert... Uh, going to an event and uh, listening to music is is kind of spiritual. I always saw that uh, comparison. I always felt mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I'm like growing up in a Christian home where like Catholic home, my mother was like, always we had to go to church on Sunday. And then mm-hmm. part of going to church, I didn't really appreciate it until like maybe like a few years back, like the all you know, what they do in the church, like, the hymns and the the, the mm-hmm. singing, um, that is like it's like going to a concert, really, right? Because it's it's I see that comparison, um, mm-hmm. so that's always been uh, experience. But uh, the way that I look at it now that I'm like you know I do like yoga, meditation, and all these things, so I feel like music is vibration, and then yoga is vibration, so. So basically, mm-hmm. like music is yoga for me. That's sort wow. of how I feel. How do you feel about that, Meg? Wow, um, it's funny how you mentioned like going to church and looking forward to you know hearing the choir or the band play because like those are one of the few things too that makes me wanna attend and hear mass because <laughs> because how how great the choir is for for that specific would say parish and. I actually never thought of the link between spirituality and music, not until I was able to experience these different things that maybe I'll talk about more later. Like, let's say, um, a yoga class with a rhythmic playlist, like really patterned for a vinyasa sequence, or a show by this band called Phoenix that's super, like, it felt transcendental. Like, I never actually linked the two arenas of spirituality and music together, not until I was able to experience these things. So it wasn't um, in me early out. So when I got to piece it together and how they're kind of complementary with each other, that's when it blew my mind because it's so interconnected. And like what you said, how um, everything's just vibrations, like vibrational frequencies of these sounds and yoga is enhancing your, I guess, vibration by really dropping into your body by these different movements. And it's such a nice thing to have music to help you ease in the practice or um, get you into that certain headspace of the practice. Right. Uh, I, I always hear from you regarding this uh, Phoenix uh, concert, Phoenix live in <laughs> concert, so live in Manila. Can you tell me a little bit about this concert? Why is it so yeah. special? <laughs> okay. So I guess Kim is in the room, so we can um, have her share her piece of story for, for this experience. But I guess um, it's one of 
those bands that really took a toll on how the composition of the album, the songs are really even am- even more amplified when they played live. Because like I- I'm sure you would know the feeling of being on a live show and hearing these different riffs that you may not have noticed on recorded on the album or it's even more evident on a live show. So that's one of the few things that really um that's why that that show really stuck on me because of all the components of like it was such a sensory experience for that show um not just visually but like the way it was able to um elicit feelings emotions and all the things like it's almost euphoric or transcendental <laughs> like it's so it's such a profound experience i i couldn't describe it um yeah, so that's one of the few shows that really stood out for me. Right. Uh, so a uh, few years back, I, you know, I, I kind of went to mostly like very aggressive kind of concerts, like <laughs> go to like metal concerts, mm-hmm. like, and then sometimes like it, it's so aggressive. But uh, I actually started also going to like, I felt that I was, I was not exploring the music because there's so much music. So I actually started going to like some of the gospel shows, like gospel artists. Uh, and then this one show that I went was Pat Barrett. He's he's a he's a he's the lead singer of uh, this gospel band called House 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 Flies. So mm-hmm. it's the experience was so amazing. The the song I I sent you that song earlier this morning to yeah. you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so amazing. It's like it's like prayer through this amazing song uh and mm. and then uh because sometimes you feel like you're shy to express your faith right sometimes people are not willing mm-hmm. to put it out because the, maybe the friends will make fun of you like mm-hmm. you know it's sometimes like nowadays the if you if you if you believe on something sometimes you will be get ridiculed right because you you're supposed to be like secular you you're not supposed to have these things so oh. i had that thing so but i i, I went in uh, and then i i started going to a couple of these gospel concerts and pat barrett was one of one of them the experience was so amazing uh oh. i was looking forward to that is really what i miss on the live concerts uh right. yeah because this uh, yeah compared to listening that on spotify or listening it on cd and the live experience it's, mm-hmm. it's completely different experience mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep and uh, what can you say about what can you say about like experiencing that um having that experience by yourself but at the same time it's even much on a greater frequency when you experience it with a collective or like uh, a collective of people sharing the same, you know, maybe just love for music or love for live shows, love for these um, experiences. Yeah, it's uh, actually it's so amazing. Like all these thousands of people, like hundreds of people joining one event, and uh, mm-hmm. you don't need to explicitly tell them how to behave because they know, like the the band for example if it is a main show they know how to how to behave on a main show and if it is maybe they know how to behave uh yeah i was sharing this experience like 
I went to this Japanese show, like the baby metal. So the people, they know exactly what to do and how to behave, how to interact. So it's like, it's already like, it's spiritual. You're not talking, you don't have yeah. to say anything. You know how to behave, how to be like, even even when you're at the gig, uh, how, how to be courteous to each other, that sort right. of thing. It, it, it automatically comes in that community. So I feel that For it's sure. like a very communal uh, like spiritual experience, experience. Um, <laughs> I like wow. yeah I like to acknowledge uh, Lorenzo and Kim uh, patiently listening to us so yeah thanks. guys <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank joining you. Uh, if you want to come on stage please raise your hand so we will bring you in and we can talk uh, further on this topic we will be here for another 30 minutes uh, yeah Yay. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. It's such a joy listening to you guys because it brings me back to a lot of concert memories. <laughs> and you're so right, China, about how people just seemingly know what to do and how to behave at a concert. It's like an instinct, no? Yeah, it's a, it's an instinct. It seems like it's an instinct we have that just comes out at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, and when th th there's this moment in the Phoenix show that to me was very spiritual. It's when they played "Love Like a Sunset," oh and it's God. an instrumental song. Yeah, and there was a moment in that song that just required silence for you to experience it, and mm -hmm. everybody just shut up <laughs> and you can feel the room vibrating mm. and it was just a spiritual transcendental <laughs> moment and wow it was a mad it was magic just people oh knowing God. when to when to feel the moment oh i really God. love phoenix <laughs> <laughs> like if i could if i could describe kim like the exact way of like <laughs> Wait, I'm laughing, but it's that part, like it's that long riff. It's mm -hmm. a it was just sound, and and it's so powerful. I don't know, like how how magical that felt. It definitely felt magical because yeah. even after ten years, I still go back to that memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean. I always feel like, you know, if the whole world was a concert, like live concert, then we will have like everlasting peace, right? Yeah. <laughs> True. Because people, people would just... <laughs> Go ahead. People would just know how to behave is what I was saying. Yeah, everybody <laughs> will be able to chillax, right? They will not have yeah. time to like fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a nudge. And like, People know the proper decorum, the proper conduct, you know, <laughs> when to be quiet, when to speak up, when to sing, when to dance. Wow, it's, wow. I'm just realizing like an aha moment right now. <laughs> yeah, what, what I'm realizing is how much I miss going to concerts. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> Lately, I have been listening and watching a lot of spiritual music. Um, like choirs, the Philippine Madrigal singers, they're, they're a very talented choir. 
they cover a lot of um, church songs. And I am not religious myself, but hearing people just unite to make such a beautiful sound, it's it's powerful. It's really spiritual music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the way I see it, the I think the the way why the music how the music was created like how people people discovered like you know early on i think the purpose of music back then was actually worship right that was always either mm-hmm. worshiping yeah you know mm-hmm. your god or or worshiping the nature uh, so it's it can be like tribal music it can be gospel music like everything is always it started with faith and worship right so that's how mm-hmm. that's where it started so um and and now we we uh we sort of you know over here like we we, we now music can be anything but that essence of that is i think it's still there in, in music right even today right if mm-hmm. uh if as kim said when a choir is doing you know maybe they will do like a regular song they will sing in that style and it, it it completely transforms the song right mm-hmm. yeah it's beautiful right. and it's like funny how these trace would trace back to the indigenous tribes of it like, like let's say in the philippines and how it was initially or the intention was for worship and for coming together to worship their gods, their own gods. And now it has, it's still there, but it has trans- transformed to such a different and powerful um, experience to be able to, you know, collectively hear us like a string of songs of, of like let's say in a concert or a string of different melodies and tunes and how that really, um, gives a sonic experience to the one listening <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah i because this uh, when i was like sort of researching on this topic i uh, i was <laughs> i was telling meg earlier that i went went into sort of a rabbit hole in youtube because there was like so much music related to especially like you know the songs about activating chakras and chanting mm-hmm. and then native american like flutes and like it's like three hour video <laughs> of just native american flute it's it's almost like you 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 will get high listening to this music because it's so <laughs> so powerful right yeah and it's and it's nice how um people actually use those um, tunes or beats to let's say ease you in a practice or um, maybe have the white the static white noise behind you to dissolve to try and drop in your meditation practice so I love how it's very um, well-rounded <laughs> like I would say like there's so many so many like different just tunes and riffs to cover for an experience and it really pulls you into it pulls you back to a moment it it pulls you back to an emotion and it could also steer you in to drop in your spiritual practice so it was not until 
I was able to link them both on that's when I realized that wow, they are really like interconnected. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I can ex- uh, experience like, especially if you're doing like guided meditation, mm-hmm. uh, it will be the experience would be the same if there was no like that background music that they use, right? The back background yeah. track on the guided apps, like, uh, and there are so many artists who does this meditation music, but we don't know anybody by name, right? Yeah. Yeah. there's so many and uh, it's it's like so if you look at spotify there's like hundreds of artists who does this spiritual type of music but mm. we really we probably use more some of them but we don't know right uh, <clears throat> uh kim how's your experience regarding the you know sort of using medit using music for meditation and stuff like that Oh, actually, lately I've been using a lot of the Down Dog app. So it's this yoga app and it it mixes your flow for you. It combines a good music, a good session. It's very customizable and that's, that's my experience lately. It's really good. Um, they play a lot of meditative. What do you call it? Meditative music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, Chana, I, I don't know any of the artists making the music for this, but it it's moving. And I wish yeah. I, I wish I, I could learn more about them. Yeah, I, I felt the same. Uh and uh yeah, like because there can be like a lot of this Eastern type uh music with sitars and all this so mm-hmm. many amazing uh so Meg, I know, I mean, this has been a very big uh, part of your spiritual practice. So Meg, mm-hmm. can you share with us like how, how the music really plays? What role does music play in your spiritual practice? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first off, I'd like to maybe just touch on my love for the Beatles. <laughs> and it, it was just lately that I was able to discover or like really try and look into the lyrics of Across the Universe. And there's this part there that says, Jai Gurudev something, I forgot. But it's the translation of like having a teacher. I I should look this up like one day and get back to you guys. But they actually had a, a Sanskrit line on the song. And I didn't know that they were that inclined in their spiritual practice. Or I guess it was on their visit to India. And then they used that to insert on the song. And I think, I'm not sure who was the person that um, opened this up to me on how they use like, certain frequencies that will make you even more relaxed. Uh, so like some, or if not some, most of their, most of the Beatles songs are really at the hertz or frequency that is not... Um, that's not eliciting like any fear that's make you feel relaxed and calm that's why i don't know if they knew of that prior to making the songs but it's it's really like an interesting tool to look into so yeah about um music as an anchor in my yoga practice um, i'm not sure or i feel like you guys would know of 
these remixes on Spotify where these artists with like a set of no lyric songs they put over um a lecture of Alan Watts or Eckhart Tolle or whoever like like a philosopher that would have like a snippets or like lectures of songs uh sorry of of lectures and then they would put it over a song and they make it into sort of um a two minute summary of what that topic is about with on top of their own um set of music so i would listen to that sometimes and i would also curate a playlist for for my practice so it could range from just soul rising or um to haunt to a wonder so it's it's such a nice thing to curate because like it could sort of dictate the pace of your practice if you want it to be slow or if you want it to be kind of energizing or if you want it to be more lean back like more of like a hatha or yin um practice so it's it's um it's amazing how music could do that right <laughs> how about you chana like um what was your experience with you know like starting the practice with a, a sound healing bath or a sound bath with a singing bowl or is it um is it just music yeah I actually want to touch on the Beatles because uh, that's actually also one of my like favorite bands, and I mm-hmm. I know that like later later in their years they actually uh, they went they went to India and then they they mm-hmm. actually studied transcendental meditation with Maharishi yeah. Mahesh Yogi. Um, uh-huh. I think it's our friend Jean who who mentioned that she went to that place mm-hmm. in India, right? So mm-hmm. so the Beatles, yeah, so they. they in their later albums they actually incorporated that spiritual aspect uh, i think the most uh, spiritual beatle i think it was george harrison he was the mm-hmm. like the yeah. most spiritual guy oh out gosh. of out of them yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> sharing my experience one thing that i always even even uh, i feel that i i i i started doing these meditations and yoga actually because of music because i mm-hmm. i'm a person who i'm really inspired by like you know musicians and my so called idols right so i follow them mm-hmm. very closely and a lot of these things like even how i behave like even things that i care about most of these ideas normally comes from them because it's wow. really inspires you that if uh, one of your idols is like Oh, he's he's a meditator. He's like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he meditates. He does yoga, and then um, there's this one person called Rick Rubin. He's like a big, like one of the big. I think the greatest producer of all time, because he's mm-hmm. produced like Adele. He's produced Slayer. He produced Johnny Cash and all. And uh, he's like, you know, he's like a guru. He's like, he's like <laughs> this sadhu. He has like a very big beard, like long beard. <laughs> and is like is mm. is a big meditator so i feel that one part of it and i i feel i um, i use also like apps uh, for my meditation i i mostly follow the chopra deepak chopra's meditation so 
in the app itself you can have a lot of this music uh, incorporated there and then plus all the guided meditation normally comes with the with the uh, with you know the spiritual music but uh, the other thing i do make is like i would just play a record and then i will just start what you call that eccentric dancing i would just dance <laughs> ecstatic dancing ecstatic, yeah, ecstatic <laughs> yeah, dancing. yeah 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 i would just do that oh sometimes i would just head bang by myself in at home <laughs> yeah yeah it's such a nice way to to approach that like just letting loose and just dancing alone like even alone by yourself with with the playlist it's so freeing and it's so I can't I can't describe the feeling but it's very liberating and at the same time it's very uninhibited in gen z terms this is what they call vibing <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. uh, yeah maybe i should put some of this dancing on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> you should Just embrace the vibing lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I I I was. Uh, I you know that there's the I know you know the rapper Kanye West, right? So Kanye West is was was he's like mm-hmm. a really good rapper, really good producer, but he he sort of went very controversial, uh, like last few years, and then what? Mm-hmm. But what I discovered. that he's actually doing this thing called sunday worship where he actually plays with a big group of people and then mm. they just jam and they it's like a choir they have a choir they do they call it sunday worship and they just keeps on singing all these uh, hymns and all these songs it's so amazing that we still have artists like that and it's happening even today right And I actually like a few tracks from his latest album. He released a worship album called Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. I think this was a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. there's a bunch of go- golden oh. songs over there. Oh my God. Um, you should listen to Sela. S-E-L-L-H by Kanye West. I think that's the most moving song over there. And it's so weird, no? That Kanye released this track i had no idea <laughs> yeah yeah i i listened to this song called ultra light beam and it's i'm not sure if it's from the same album but i know it's it's from from his few songs and it's wow i mean i got the chills it's it's insane and it's funny how he pivoted to releasing that that that's that like coming into that arena coming from his background of music and it just amazes me on how he was able to express himself on like taking that turn and how he literally like pivoted to that kind of music Kanye West man <laughs> an ever evolving artist yeah <laughs> I mean, but too manic, too manic for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it's a different. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying like he doesn't. He doesn't release his albums are not. It's always different, right? It's always different. Whatever he released, put out, it's different from what he did before. So it's like. Mm. I think maybe it's just because he's he's also growing as a human person, right? 
because he, yeah. he now had kids so maybe that that changed the perspective right so it might be that mm-hmm. yeah i i'm curious what he's gonna put out now that he's divorced from kim kardashian <laughs> <laughs> this yes. room quickly became a pop culture <laughs> 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 maybe he will, maybe he will become like Taylor Swift album. <laughs> wow. <Good one>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden an acoustic track by Kanye. <laughs> Here's and on my do, guitar. <laughs> and do like a remake of of his whole album on a on an acoustic thing. <laughs> That would be interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. We, we, when we talk about like gospel music, I think the the person I really like is I I I think you guys probably know him, uh, Johnny Cash, because he's like yeah. yeah he he does like so many amazing and I I I listen to this uh, I have I have like a lot of of his albums. And then there are songs that he's just singing the Bible. He's just <laughs> just singing some of the that. verses. Wow. It's so amazing that person like, and and his songs is was always like about like you know there's a lot of songs about gospel God, like you know faith. And then the other mm-hmm. one, other part was he he loved his wife so much that he, it, you can feel that love and uh, you know that connection we, he had is wife with all these songs it's so amazing how he when he does a cover of somebody else's song it just transforms uh completely and then it it, it becomes a johnny cash song wow i love johnny cash he's the master of like singing a narrative right <laughs> like right Wow. Just like how Maggie described um, those tracks with Alan Watts narrating philosophical oh. things. That's how Johnny Cash sounds like to me. Wow. Yeah. Like whatever he's saying, you're, you're supposed to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a, it's a different thing now when they put like melodies and tunes behind it. Like it mm. even makes it more profound. And even more so when you look at the lyrics of, of these songs. And most especially if, you know, like these are coming from, you know, phrases from, from the Bible or whatever um, um, narrative that they would extract these lyrics from. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel that he puts, he puts his own sort of meaning. Once he sings that song, mm. it might not the like the original whatever the original narrative it, it becomes its own his own message right that's what right. i think china maybe you can recommend a good johnny cash song yeah just listen to in youtube you can hear his he does a cover of uh, you are my sunshine just listen to that oh. Oh, it, I, I, it makes me cry oh. actually that's so amazing how he sings that song oh wow Okay, I'm going to look for that. <laughs> yeah, actually, they they featured that song in you know that uh, Katy Perry song, uh, the one that uh, I can't remember the the one that get got away. Uh huh. Yeah, they actually have Johnny Cash's song on the end of the music video. Oh really? Yeah. I I didn't notice that. 
Wow, you pay attention, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this does that song have a lyric mentioning Johnny Cash? Yes, yes. I forgot. Yeah. Um, oh, does yeah. that lyric? Yeah, yeah. basta, I, I heard of it there. Yeah. I've heard of it there. Fun fact, I actually named my cash, my, my cat after Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so my cat's name is Bobby Cash. <laughs> Tilapia Cash? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's Bobby Johnny cash. cash for you. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so amazing. Uh, I mean... I think you'll need like a whole lifetime to listen to all the Johnny Cash albums. <laughs> there's so many. I think there's like more than 100, I think. Yeah, when I actually started listening to him, I, I tried to, to get into his whole discography, but man, there's, there's really a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just stuck with um, the movie soundtrack. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, the, I think the I think the the connection between music and spirituality. I think, as I said uh, in the beginning, uh, Meg, it's because the it's because of the vibrations, right? So because mm-hmm. these vibrations affects us. So the 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 vibration of movement, the vibration of mm-hmm. sound, uh, you know, and even what we see is actually sort of waves, right? So it's also vibration. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, one thing that was that that really uh, got me interested is that there are music that people create now with a specific intent and with a specific wavelength, right? Like you will mm-hmm. you will see these songs in four thirty two hertz and seven forty one hertz, and there's a specific purpose of that. It's like to calm you down or or make you mm-hmm. excited. So have you exactly. have you come across this type of uh, music uh, with this? Specific vibrations? Yeah, like the the ones with different vibrational frequencies. I think there's this one called, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, solfeggio frequency. So there are different um different hertz to cater to like different healings or like let's say healing the mind or um um like dropping into I don't know a more restful state. So I guess like these these frequencies could help reprogram our subconscious mind. And it's funny. No, it's not funny. It's powerful how how with just a track, it could um, make you feel more relaxed, like make, make you feel more in tune with your body. And that's why it only just amplifies what you um, told when you what you told us Shana a while ago of how everything is like vibration and vibrational frequencies and and how these type of songs like when you listen to it like let's say in the evening could really help um reprogram that subconscious mind of like with us being exposed with different sounds every single day like that could be like back when commuting was still a thing like the busy streets of i don't know the the street that you would you would go to or um just that background noise even at home like it's it's present so it's nice to have these um resources just like um the the songs with different hertz and frequencies to even elevate 
our experience. So, um, have you tried listening to these types of songs? Yeah, I have actually. And then I, I have a couple of my friends who, uh, who produce music. Uh, and they, one of these friends is actually, he's, he's specialized in creating songs in that. I think he uses 432 hertz vibration. Mm-hmm. So all his songs is like in that particular wavelength. It like uh, when you start listening, you cannot like switch off. That's what I felt yeah. when I was listening to his music. Like it's so uh, uh, attractive. And then um, mm-hmm. I, Kim, you would love this. I I found in uh, YouTube that somebody mm-hmm. did the Linkin Park Hybrid Theory album. The whole all the, oh all the, they 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 have that in a this four thirty two hertz version of the whole all the songs. They like adjusted that songs. It's so amazing. I just searched that on YouTube right now, and there are a lot of playlists. This is actually a thing, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And another thing of how um, words, the words that we say are, are vibrations and these, these words would reverberate, if that's the, the correct word, in our body. And that's why people would always say, like, your words are powerful, like your affirmations are powerful because they bring a certain frequency in your body. So that could elicit either fear or elicit love or illicit kindness, or calmness, or um, wow. So that's that's an aha moment for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because mm. the same word, you can say it with love, you can say it with malice, right? With anger. Right. So, so all what, what determines whether it's in with love or whether it's anger is the tone or yes. basically it's the vibration, right? So how we, how we yeah. put it out, so. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's so profound. Right. So we have nine minutes left. So uh, Kim, you want to share your last message? <laughs> yeah. Last words? What can be a last word? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's 9 a.m., you guys. Good morning. <laughs> That's all I can say. I hope everyone has a good day. It's Independence Day, by the way. Happy Independence Day. It's also Pride Month, so there's a lot to celebrate this this month. Right, right. Right. Um, And I think any promos. uh, And I think it's also this month people are uh, celebrating the Divine Masculine, right? (laughs) Last month it was Divine Masculine. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that would be a good conversation. Yep. I was just on a call with Kim yesterday, and wow, About- we should open up our room. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm actually curious how that applies to music because lately, in the past five years, there's a lot of um, artists who came out with this um, divine feminine aura like Beyonce, Ariana Grande, all of these pop stars. But I'm curious how that plays out in the divine masculine. Is there like a divine masculine 
pop star that's representative of that? Mm, I don't know. I think I mm, I haven't really thought about that, but I I definitely see the the feminine aspect where a lot of artists are like especially like male artists takes on the you know a bit more gentle approach to their performances and music so i feel that the divine the feminine side is actually sort of but masculine side no maybe we should talk about this in another room i, yeah. I haven't mm. really thought about that in that way yeah. um so yeah. uh, i i really want to thank kip and uh, joining and talking with us and Lorenzo for listening, patiently listening. Thank you for uh, joining our the first uh, episode of this. Uh, we really enjoy having you. Um, so you. Uh, we, we did a pilot before and this, this will be our sort of official uh, first episode. This will go into Spotify uh, and uh, we will share that uh, soon. We will have an Instagram account also for this podcast. Uh, so Kim, thanks again. And Meg, uh, you want to uh, close the room with your message? Yep. Um, once again, thank you, Lorenzo and Kim, for gracing your, um, for gracing this room with your presence. And we can't wait to, to have more clubhouse rooms and more episodes with you guys. So, um, you guys could follow us on our personal Instagram accounts. Um, Chana, I think it's Chana, 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 right? Is it with a period? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to reach out and talk to us, our DMs are open. My IG is Maggie Caparas. So you guys could follow us there and we'll be having an unofficial Instagram account soon. And we are still trying to check like when's a good day to conduct these rooms. So maybe we'll have a weekday room or end of weekend room so yeah thank you guys for for the for this morning yay thank you you. thanks guys thank Thank you you, bye. bye